This podcast is produced by Authentic Form and Function. We're a design and technology studio working in the real estate space. We help developers and architects innovate their work with unique brands, websites, and digital tools. Last year, we launched Amplify, a digital real estate marketing platform that combines high-touch custom design with out-of-the-box real estate marketing technology. Find out more at AuthenticFF.com Amplify. On this episode, we'll take a look back at our listeners' favorite episodes from 2020. A huge thank you goes out from our team at Authentic to our listeners just like you. Please keep sending in your requests, questions, and insights. We really appreciate it. If you find yourself enjoying the show, please go ahead and subscribe to Transforming Cities and give us a top rating. And if you can, leave a written review if you use a platform like Apple Podcasts. It greatly impacts our listenership and it makes a big difference. One additional reminder, if you have a new guest idea, send it on over to podcast at authenticff.com and we'll be sure to take a look. Without further ado, I want to highlight four favorites from this year's lineup. If you like what you hear, please jump back and listen to their entire episodes. The first clip comes from Matthew Rosenberg, CEO and Design Director at MRAD. MRAD's business model surrounds a unique mission to revolutionize the architecture industry to resolve its inefficiencies by expanding the scope of the architect. You know, you you talk to people who've been in the industry for 30, 40 years, and then you talk to my colleagues who just come out of studio or are still in their master's or their bachelor's program, and they all are the same kind of frustrated. Right? They're all having multiple all-nighters and doing it for what? And they're not really sure. And then they come out of school and they have to work for free because you know these teachers won't pay them and convince them that they should be working for free to gain experience. Mm. That's, not, that's not a sustainable industry. And you start looking at other industries like medicine and tech and law. And there's not the same frustration. Yes, lawyers and, and doctors work a lot, but they're compensated. Or if you're in tech, you you know you risk everything, but potentially there's a big payout at the end of the day. Right. There's no payout at the end of architecture. You just work for 50 years of your life <laughs> and barely make it. And that doesn't make any sense to me why our service industry that designs our cities and our spaces and changes the health and well-being of our minds should be actually feeling this way about what we're doing. And so I really set out to try to change the business model of architecture. Next up, let's revisit our conversation with Kelly Regan, editorial director at Next City. Next City covers issues in urbanism through the lens of equity. And their premier event is the Vanguard Conference, an annual gathering of rising urban innovators who work across disciplines to make change in cities. 
I think Next City has always tried to advance its mission through both journalism and events. We're now entering our 11th year of doing these Vanguard conferences. And what they do is that the thinking is that just as Next City's journalism brings these stories to professionals who work across many different sectors and cities and tells these success stories of how people affect change, Vanguard as an event will convene the same kinds of thought leaders to bring them all together to break down silos, kind of occupational silos, and get people talking and brainstorming about how to affect change. And so you have an application process. We pick 40 or so people every time we do a conference. We have had, you know, upwards of 500 applications for 40 spots. So it's a very popular program. And in that way, we will designate, you know, designers and artists and planners and architects and journalists and lawyers and affordable housing developers and bring them all together to a host city that is likely experiencing some challenges that can benefit from this thought leadership, um, this kind of convening of thought leadership. So, you know, over the years we've been to Houston, we've done conferences in Chattanooga, New Orleans, and Cleveland. Last year, we did two conferences, which is a little unusual, but we did a regional one in Newark, New Jersey, that was for kind of people in the tri-state area. And then we did our kind of national international conference in Sacramento later in the year. These are all people who are passionate about working toward equitable change. And it's a very intense, immersive three or four days of panel discussions and we do bike tours and walking tours and cultural immersion. And, you know, we don't shy away from difficult conversations about where cities have been and where they still need to go and where they're falling short. But I always tell people who come to the conference, like, show up for breakfast in the morning with everything that you're going to need for the day because you're not coming back to your hotel (laughs) until probably 10 o'clock at night. The third clip takes us back to our chat with Jonathan Burke, director at the Detroit-based placemaking startup Patronicity and their new placemaking advisory firm, Bench Consulting. Jonathan is a placemaker and a new urbanist in every sense of the word with a voracious appetite for studying and learning about new methods of community and economic development from around the world. On the flip side, we do have people who just reach out, will call me directly or email me or one of the teammates or one of my teammates directly and request, hey, I have this space in town and we really want to try to do something here. Or, you know, we've been looking to try to create some what we call sticking, sticking points in downtown or places that people kind of stop, stay when they're walking around. So folks will come in either of those routes um, and then typically we'll decide sort of where they are in the process if folks are at a position where they need some help ideating different project ideas. We try to work with them to get a sense of, okay, what are some of the community demands you're seeing? What are the community needs? What have folks been telling you in the past? Um, We can kind of point them towards some different resources and guides that can help them collect some user feedback as part of our programs um, to get a sense for that. And then we can give them examples. So we'll start working with them to kind of say, okay, well, based on that, we've seen X, Y, and Z project work well in these different communities across the country. We never present that as something to say, well, let's copy that and plug and play that in your community. But I think there's elements of different projects that help jive people's creativity. I think sometimes creativity for what's possible in public realm isn't really... It takes a lot of getting outside of someone's comfort zone to really sort of 
see what else could be um, in a space they may have known for a number of years or decades and to think about it in a different light. So a lot of times it is helpful to show people the transformation in another community. I think one of the big examples of that is back alleys of buildings. Uh, I think most people just say, oh, this is a wasted space and we're never going to use that and don't even give it a second thought. But if you're looking right now, especially if you're looking for a place to do outdoor dining, and you can't close down a street, and you don't have enough width in the street to put parklets or streeteries out there, a great option is to temporary, temporarily close down a section of a back alley and turn into a really nice plaza. We've seen some spaces across the country that have gone from these ugly back alleyways to destinations that people are actually coming to specifically to go grab a drink or a bite to eat at that restaurant while sitting in that back alley. Finally, let's take a look back at our interview with Matt McFeely, a Renaissance man of fundraising, financial analysis, and real estate, who is today working on a sustainable model for real estate development through the Chapel Greenville Project. No one truly knows, so I'll preface it with that. I'll give my best guess of how I see this playing out. I think I'm, I'm in kind of a unique position to act on some of these ideas and, and experiment with how this could look. So the future of these spaces, I think, um, really, I, I don't think it's going to be one or the other. I think there will be a blend. It, it seems to me that really the, the big question is what exactly is that mix? It's not going to be exactly the way it was in terms of everybody going into their headquarter office and you can't work from home. And I don't think it's, uh, hey, everybody's going to work from home all the time either. I mean, I, I certainly can't. There are people, I mean, you, you, you hear some people love it. And, and even the people who love it don't want to do it every single day, typically. You still need that. Uh, I believe you need that community. You need to have a place of, of social interaction and creative interaction. And that happens with people. So as things change, as confidence in the ability to go out and not get sick, I think that we'll forget a lot of of, um, of our current state or the state of the last six months, um, but the world will be different nonetheless. So when it comes down to it, I think the how it's designed um, is, is a is a big part of this, and flexibility is the is a key for this. Not only because no one knows how this will play out, so you need to be flexible in what spaces can be used for. Um, but I think that uh, we have to uh, figure out how to design in a way that if you need more density, you can adapt in the future as well. So a big part of that flexibility is, is big and, and flexibility in, in the leases and terms as well. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm really you know, thinking about a lot right now is, so you have, you have kind of the co-working model, which is a, a, a very flexible version of a, of a conventional lease, right? You have monthly, some of them you have to sign up for a year. What if we took that even a step further and created this, this place that you can come in and out and use a, kind of like a gym. Think about a gym business model where a gym has 2,000 members, but only room for uh, 200 people in it at any given point. And that's what makes the numbers work for the gym. If everybody shows up, that's a problem, but it really does. So if you think about that within this kind of space, then the price can come down for each person. It becomes more accessible. And then you are able to, again, adapt and have people just there two days a week if they need to be and and have the flexibility to do that. So, So really like all of this kind of comes into how we use the space. Um, 
as our homes become more of a of a hub for us for for a lot of people i think and then the office changes i think that this this idea of work social like the blending of all of that needs to be a, a big part of that. And that's, and that's really, I guess, again, to come full circle into what I want chapel to be. I want it to blend those things and, uh, and create the community that would really come as a result of those things. Hey listeners, just a quick reminder that today's episode is brought to you by our firm, Authentic Form and Function. I wanted to let you know about an internal research project we recently completed, where we analyzed the digital strategy of over 75 commercial real estate projects across multiple asset and project classes. We distilled this research into an ebook called The Real Estate Website Blueprint, which you can download for free on our website at authenticff.com blueprint. In it, we provide several strategies and tactics you can use on your next project to better position in the market, increase project awareness, and accelerate leasing. To download the ebook, be sure to visit authenticff.com slash blueprint. That does it for us in 2020. From our entire team at Authentic, we wish you and your family a happy holiday season. And we will see you back in 2021 with fresh conversations and new stories from the brightest across the real estate and urban landscape. Transforming Cities is brought to you by Authentic Form and Function, the digital design and development team that just might be a perfect fit for your next urban project. If you're a new listener, you can follow along at authenticff.com slash transforming cities, or you can simply subscribe through your favorite apps, including iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Thanks for joining us.